A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello, I'm Mark Butcher and welcome to the following on podcast. The TalkSport team are with you every day of the South Africa series. We will have exclusive player content, highlights from the action and the views of myself, Stephen Harmison, Darren Goff, Matt Pryor and Alex Tudor throughout. Subscribe and review on Acast, iTunes or Spotify and thanks for listening. What a finish from England, what a day England have had, it's been absolutely awesome. 110 runs from uh, from numbers 9, 10 and Jack, um, six wickets down, Mark Wood bowling rockets and picking up wickets, bowling full and attacking the stumps. Uh, Chris Wokes is back in the side, he was one of those, uh, those batsmen at the back end who uh, made a contribution. 32 runs for him, a brand spanking new beard that looks absolutely sensational and a wicket as well. Uh, great to be back uh, in the England test team I expect Chris. Yeah, it certainly is. It's been a good day. Um, obviously, we've, we've, you know, we've come out. We've put the ball in the right areas. We felt that we've obviously learnt from the way they bowled a little bit. Um, tried to get it up there, and you know, you get plenty of bounce out of this surface. So, um, no, a really good day, and yeah, really pleased to be back in the team. Obviously, it's been a frustrating tour for myself so far, but um, you know, really pleased with how it's gone today. I'll rewind back to uh, the New Zealand tour. Um, and there was a lot of talk about your your record with the Kookaburra playing in in, in, in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, but in that second Test match on that very very flat pitch at Hamilton, you probably won't want me to remind you of the days in the dirt there. Um, you seem to have found something, whether it was a, an extra yard of pace, um, a, just a little bit of extra sort of uh, preciseness around off stump, and that also seems to be the case today. Yeah, I think so. I think you've got to be accurate with the Kookaburra. I think as soon as you're off your lines and lengths, um, you get punished. You know, in these sort of conditions. And I think you know, working with the, with the big man next to you, the Yorkies next to you, and speaking to him about his experiences abroad, um, you kind of have, you do have to bowl slightly differently to what you do back in the UK. And I think with the Duke's ball, I kind of my natural length and my natural bowling kind of suits those conditions. But you know, I've came out, tried to work on a few things. 
uh, as you touched on, try to be as accurate as possible um, and try and drive it into the surface a little bit more. And you know, thankfully, I'm getting a little bit more out of it. Oh, well, Goffey's here. I'm sure he's got a word or two to say about that. I mean, am I right? Do you feel as though the, the ball is coming out with a little bit extra snap? You're hitting the pitch a bit harder? Yeah, I certainly feel like I'm trying to do that. Whether I'm getting that right every single delivery, I'm not sure. But, um, you know, here's probably helped a little bit. You know, it's moved a little bit in the air, which obviously, you know, for a ball on myself does help a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm certainly trying to snap into length rather than flow up there and hopefully getting a bit more results at the surface. Well, I think there's been a, a definite difference just from watching you uh, ball in New Zealand and watching you in England where you've got terrific ball skills. We all know that. But the way you have come on in, in the last three months with that extra pace, and you might be getting older, mate, and it doesn't get easier, but you seem to be finding, you know now you've got that pace in the locker, and when you need it on certain pitches, you know you can deliver it, because the way you bowled in New Zealand, and the pace you bowled today, and the line, and the way you hit it, was, was first class for me. Yeah, no, I mean, especially on a surface like this, I think you're naturally going to get a little bit out of the surface anyway, but if you put that little bit more into it, and find the right lengths, you, you know, it's going to help you enough. Um, and as you touched on there across the New Zealand tour, what we worked on, um, I still feel like it's a bit of work in progress, but um, certainly feels like I'm getting a bit more out of the Kookaburra ball. Um, and as I touched on, I think we've bowled the right lengths here today, so we've got a little bit more out of it. I'm going to ask you that. I mean, you must have been out, uh, good for you guys watching South Africa ball on there and the mistakes they made, especially this morning. I mean, some of the field placings, we couldn't quite believe it, but they bowled too short and England bowled with aggression, but you've bowled a fuller length. Definitely. I think, as you touched on there, I think we've learned from how they bowled. And as you said, this morning as well, they obviously went to the short stuff pretty soon um, when we felt that actually if you hit the top of the stumps, there was plenty doing and they had an older ball in the hand as well. It was still doing a bit. So, um, yeah, we certainly learnt from that. We've obviously as I've touched on, we've hit the right lengths and, and found the Knicks have, have carried here. Obviously, you know, history tells you that the ball does carry. Um, so, yeah, we're really pleased. Obviously, we've got them, you know, nine, nearly 90 for six, but you know, we've got to come out and continue the work that we've done, the hard work that we've put in today. You know, we've got to continue that tomorrow. Chris, one more from me. Um, what was it like up there in the dressing room when Woody and Brody were flaying it to wall parts? You've got to, you've got to let the people at home know what that is like for, for a team, for a squad to watch uh, 10 and 11 bash it to wall parts. Well, it was fantastic. I mean, I was disappointed with the way I got out and felt like I'd let you know let Woody down left him out there and then him and Brody kind of you know took them to all parts and you know it's great to watch in the dressing room obviously there's a bit of excitement going on and you know I think you know Woody carving them over point for six it's a pretty nice sight to see um, you know it's, it takes our score from you know what was it going to be 330 up to, to 400 is a, a huge difference in this game so you know credit to them two boys you know giving it a whack at the end was really good great stuff um, hard work to do tomorrow no doubt but uh, beautifully done today that was uh, Chris Wokes uh, here on TalkSport 2 um, gentlemen we, we've said it quite a bit over the last uh, two and a half weeks England's performance in Cape Town was uh, was quite stunning it was an incredible test an incredible event the uh, the Newlands test match for the new year um, then at Port Elizabeth they they annihilated um, the South African side on what was a pretty flat, pretty turgid surface. Um, lots of players contributed. And, and here, is it possible? But I think they've got better again. Well, first and foremost, how exciting is it watching England play cricket like this abroad in foreign conditions? And the, the amazing thing, that, well, what makes it exciting is how boring they've been in a funny way. They've gone back to the old school, old test cricket. Get a, get a, a platform, get to 400, come and attack batters by bowling, not just bowling shorts and trying to bounce them out and having ridiculous fields. 
three slips a gully, pitch it up. If it nips away, nick them off. Thanks for coming. Six down for 90, head of the game. <laughs> and catch everything as well. Oh, but listen, they've been brilliant. We've seen how hard they've worked in the field, the slip catching every single day. They do at least 30 minutes, and, and that's why they've been fantastic throughout this whole series. Yes, they had a bit of a slip up, didn't they, against the spin in Port Elizabeth. But other than that, against the Seamers, they've been outstanding, especially Ben Stoke stood there at second slip. I mean, he catches to his left, to his right, high, low. He's took some absolute belters and another belter today, by the way. And it is, Matt's right. I mean, the way they've played test cricket, losing that first test to come back from the way they have, bowling, getting 20 wickets in games and getting big scores on the board, building innings. And what makes it more special here, <laughs> if you want to look at it, it proves that there's a little bit in that pitch. They've got 400 and not one person could made 100. And that's old-style test cricket. If you got 400 on the board, some people were going to get 100. Mm. But I score 66 and still managed to get 400, but yeah. all the way down. Um, England's batting effort uh, was superb, and it started off um, in, in great style in the early part of today with uh, Joe Root and, and Ollie Pope. Um, Joe, we, we expect... We expect great things from him every time he walks to the crease. But there, there were moments up there during Ollie Pope's innings where we're kind of just sat there with our mouths open, just seeing how good this kid is. He's only 22. Well, he was matching Joe Root shot for shot. And not just the attacking shots, but his defence, the way he left the ball, his organisation as a, as a batsman. He just looked the, the complete package. And I think we said earlier, you watch players come out, someone like Joe Root, you watch him, you, you can tell. He is world-class, and we're talking top five in the world that that level of class and usually the bat, the batsman at the other end is almost shown up slightly in how he plays or the odd shot or whatever it may be he might not be able to quite get the single off a delivery that joe root would be able to but ollie pope he was every inch the batsman alongside joe root and from an england supporter fan, uh, situation or mentality how good is it to think hold on a minute we now got root now we got pope here we've got Stokes. Butler's going to come good. He's an absolute class. Yeah, yeah OK. He, but Josh Butler, perhaps the only the only disappointment for, for England today on what has been a terrific day. Um, he kind of looked as though he'd got himself into the, the right sort of mindset, positivity, etc., etc. And then he, then he threw it away once he got to 20. It just went reckless, didn't he, Matt? Um, I mean, you know, he's, listen, he's keeping as well and, he, and he's batting. And he did come out. He had that positive intent. But as I think Matt said to him, be positive in defence and attack, but don't be reckless. And he, he looked the part, he played some good shots, it looked like he'd just got going, I thought the pitch would suit him with the ball coming on, and then he just ran it for Lander yeah. out of nowhere, and, and he was reckless, wasn't it? Look, there's no doubt he's, he's struggling a little bit. You can tell even with, with the keeping, he's just not quite in it. It's how it happens when you're an all-rounder, and a batsman with is an all-rounder, it affects every part of your game. He's not moving quite as well as he should be, but when it comes good, and it will come good, he will be he will be genius. The one thing for me that happened today, he came out brilliantly, he had that intent, you could see that positivity, he was fighting to get to 20, get just get going, find the rhythm of the game. Unfortunately, what happened, we had the break, he then didn't, get to 20 didn't again reset. he didn't reset and go again and ultimately i think if he's honest he deserted the plan just for that second he was like hold on this i'm i'm not going anywhere fast enough here he deserted the plan and it was a reckless shot and i think if, if he's been honest he'll sit there and go you know what i need to just maintain that for longer that's what test cricket is it's how long can you maintain your plan back your method, back your technique before you feel like you have to do something like you did running down to Philander. Now, before we wrap up on what has been a spectacular day here at the Wanderers, um, the atmosphere has been absolutely electric. We've had the choirs singing, we've had the, the youngsters over there on the Eastern Terrace uh, sunning themselves and enjoying things, the England fans in, in good voice as well. Um, just just a word, Goffey, to, to finish us off about South Africa. I mean, that, that uh, 
record 10th wicket stand between Wood and Broad is kind of indicative of where they've been. They just look absolutely shattered out on their feet with no ideas. Their captain has kind of has gone in the head almost. Um, and, and they're in a pitiful state right now. It's the worst South African team I've ever seen. I'll, I'll be honest about it. I played against some good ones. Matt did. They've always been close series. You'll have to look at the stats very close mm. against each other throughout. And it, this, listen, you look at it, England are only winning the series 2-1. There's still a, a series to play for here. But the what I've seen in the last three test matches is a very average team. They have no confidence. They've got no game plan. They've got a captain who he, he almost He's got so much praise over the years for his captaincy and his leadership, and he almost feels as though everybody's against him at this point in time, and I think he's giving off the wrong body language to the rest of his teammates. From the toss of the coin, from the way he tossed the coin here, he threw it on the floor. He didn't want to go up because he'd lost six in a row. He just threw it on the floor. It's the worst toss of a coin I've ever seen. The body language from him has been terrible, and the last two first sessions, in, the first session in Port Elizabeth and the first session here in Johannesburg, they were embarrassing their first two hours of test cricket. Yeah, and I, th I think Faf must think even the umpires are against him, and that's what happens. The momentum of the game, everything goes against you. He had a decision that could have so easily been given not out, and you stand there in the middle, you've reviewed it, and there it is, clipping right at the top of the bale of leg stump. He'll be walking off thinking, what do I have to do to, to get a break? It, look, we've all been there. It's a horrible place to be. Um, but South Africa, I mean, they're, they're right up against it. Goffey, I agree with you. I, I remember one of, one of my favourite series I ever played in was when England were number one in the world and South Africa came over to England as number two in the world and they had Stain and Callison and Smith and AB and all those, all those guys. And what a fight it was. What a battle it was. The level of skill that was on display. But, but the competition, that's the thing you want to see. South Africa, England, you want to see the competition. And it's, there's, there's none of that here. And, and you, you see on the screens when they pan to, to Boucher, Callis sat out on the balcony and you can just see they've got a lot of work to do. Yeah, but the legends of the game, they can't play for you, unfortunately. So here we are, Stumps Day 2. England have a 312-run lead. South Africa are six wickets down in their first innings. They lost a wicket off the very last ball of the day. The, uh, the sun is setting here at the Wanderers. It has been another wonderful advertisement for Test Match Cricket and another wonderful advertisement for a young and up-and-coming England team under the captaincy of Joe Root. Outside of off stump, cut through gully and away for four. Nokia is in and oh, Ollie Pope. It's an on drive, uh, it's a magnificent on drive. Addison in and uh, that one is chopped away between slip and gully down to the unguarded third man boundary. Another half an hour of this in England are, you know, really steaming away. Here is Nokia once again and that one is again steered away beautifully by Joe Root a la Ollie Pope. Pushed uh, firmly this time by Joe Root through mid on and uh, they'll go through for two and that brings up the half century for Joe Root. He's got the second most 50s in England history now behind uh, Cook and he's made uh, what about 5,000 runs less than Cook. Well, England cricket fans, world cricket fans, get used to Ollie Pope and Joe Root batting together. Looks like you're going to be seeing it for a long while to come. Nokia will start after the trick oh. break and he's induced Pope to inside edge onto his stumps. I don't even think he was trying to play and he tried to take the bat away in the end. He's tracked it on. The breakthrough comes the first ball after the drinks break. Nokia goes in again, edged and dropped oh. and flipped. Root edges and the chance goes down. How big a moment is that in this test match? 78 players have made uh, 15 or more hundreds. Joe Root is the 75th best converter. Nicked and gone. The cock does not miss. 
Joe Root has gone for 59. It's another score above 50, but below the 100. Mark Wood gives himself some room. He slashed it out on the offside. It's gone miles. Short, uh, clubbed away by Broad again. Now long on for four more. It's to Mark Wood, who swings it to the left side. He's got good contact on this. He's got great contact on this. Over mid-wicket for six more. <laughs> it's just no game plan. He hasn't got a clue. He's gone. He's gone, pulled away by Broad, towards deep mid-wicket, and all the way for six more. He's got one slipping place and no-one else even saving one. It's a ridiculous field, it really is, and it sets a bad, bad message to his bowlers. Short, Broad, top edge is the pull out towards square leg. It could finally about to end, and it has ended. England all out for exactly 400. Wood is in again, and that has been edged and gone! Oh, that's brilliant bowling. That's wonderful, wonderful fast bowling. Why have you just showed me a tune of Lipsil, Dan? Because <laughs> <laughs> I need it. I thought I'd go knock that oh. in my pocket. All oh, right, because Nass nicked and gone. Oh, that's a brilliant delivery. And it is caught. Well, Ben Stokes has made that look so elementary. And Elgar has hit it to uh, Chris Wokes, and he's out. Just had a text message from the great man, Alex Stewart. He's listening. And that's hit to Duplessis on the pad. England love it. Oh, they love it more now because the finger's gone up. Very good afternoon, boss. You travel safe. Still working very hard here. Still got that rigger doom. Don't you worry about me. It's not hard to stand out in this box. <laughs> Wood comes in wide of the crease. This time it's been edged and it's been taken. Who else? Ben Stokes. Nokia edges it into the gully and it's taken by Joe Denley. Four slips to the gully, and it's the gully who takes the catch, and for once, Henrik Norkeel doesn't survive the day. And South Africa are six down for 80. You've been listening to the following on podcast from TalkSport. We'll be with you every day of the series, so subscribe and review on Acast, iTunes and Spotify. Thanks for listening. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism, and this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.